0: I apologize. It's been quite a while since I've done an education podcast, and I hope to get back on these. I'm a little busy, um, as all of you are, and I thought this one might be particularly interesting. This podcast is about um, how we can get our faculty to be be more technology um, active, and it comes from a book the Challenges and Opportunities of Technology in Higher Education by Donald Hannah and Michael Johnson and this is actually comes from a listserv sponsored by Stanford that is geared towards uh, faculty and you can find out more information about that by going to um, https colon forward slash forward slash mailman.stanford.edu forward slash mailman, forward slash list info forward slash tomorrows-professor, and I'll try to put that on my website so it's a little easier for you to access. Okay, today is actually January 27th, and it's 1 o'clock in the afternoon here on a rainy day in Santa Barbara. So let me begin. Most organizations in today's rapidly transforming global environment find it difficult to obtain the necessary resources to maintain the constant innovation and change required to survive and thrive. Higher education is an even more difficult environment with shrinking appropriations for public institutions and rising costs and tuition for private entities. In this environment, successful and efficient administrative financial planning, implementation and decision provide faculty and staff incentives to encourage faculty involvement in technologically transforming courses and programs. And here are some examples. The reason I wanted to share this before I go on is um, I over the years I've always been much more technology oriented and driven and have had to work along faculty that saw some of this as a change that they did not necessarily want and uh, you know. Finding the time to learn it was difficult, and more importantly, not provided by the university, nor were they funded to do that. So here are some suggestions to help faculty. Credit for service, creative activity and promotion and tenure evaluations. Travel to conferences to to present papers related to technological innovation. Another one being first on the list to receive technology upgrades, new computers, programs, and other technologies. I find it interesting now that Windows Vista is coming out, I believe this week, and it'll be interesting to see what happens with our campuses and computers. Another one nomination for campus-wide and or other regional national recognition programs provide appropriate and ongoing access to and support for emerging technologies as an incentive for technology, technologically advanced faculty. I wish that had been my case. I, if anything, I always felt I was put down and put aside uh, because of my interest in technology. But I've never been one to be at the right place at the right time. But most of the organiz- organizations I've been at, it was, um, <laughs> it was not necessarily a good thing for me but i think that has a result is a result of the resistance to change faculty members who are interested in technology can be motivated to keep innovating when they know that they will receive new software and hardware regularly i would agree with that that would be nice establish a reserve fund for purchasing and testing new technologies and software that could improve faculty staff and program effectiveness next technology innovators on the faculty staff will usually find such opportunities and are good candidates to receive and test the next best best thing, assuming that additional faculty time and compensation resources are not needed to innovate with technology. How about this one? Converting a traditional course to an online course involves a great deal of effort. And that's so true. And so, so commonly over the years, I found most people just thought that they could just take their syllabus and put it on an online site, or chunk it and put it in different little pieces without really looking at the, the strategies for online education. Um, <clears throat> many, many managers in higher education do not understand what the process requires, rethinking how to present information, how to measure student understanding, and even how to collect and correct digital homework and papers. And that's, that's another podcast I hope to do soon. Incorporating new learning strategies and enhancements that take advantage of the online environment requires additional work. So the upfront um, does take more time, assuming that the innovations made recently will remain viable and meet department needs for several more years. Next, new technologies and software that provide significant improvements over previous innovations are developed every day. Just keeping up with new software. In, in the traditional computer programs is, is daunting. I, I often feel sometimes, okay, I've got a handle on things. I'm going to go to bed and I feel really good, and the next day there will be something else out there that I'm not familiar with. The next best thing often isn't what we think it is. Having someone test the got-to-have next best thing is important when time, energy, and resources are scarce careful, systematic decision making is essential to prevent wasting valuable time and money, and that's so critical. Um, Providing faculty incentives for better and best practice traps to avoid, um, innovate with technology, develop an academic environment that is adaptive and responsive to changing demands, external forces, and the diverse needs of student, faculty, administrators, and other stakeholders. Department webpages provide an efficient and timely way to distribute information to potential and current students. New internet phenomena such as blogs can provide student interaction and answers to frequently asked questions and immediate problems. So improve in, internal department information systems for a successful management of resources and programs, especially in program planning and innovation. Successful leadership now requires having as much information as possible about the program, the students, the budgets, expenditures, and and everything else. The higher education world is changing so fast that yesterday's processes will not provide enough information to effectively manage the department today, let alone tomorrow. Requirements for more departmental financial assessment and planning information demand more involvement between the department chair, the staff, university information and planning service personnel, especially regarding the use of management information systems, tools and softwares. Technology in the higher ed environment requires constant innovation in the transition from a print-based, face-to-face-based world to the digital information virtual world literally all information print music pictures video movies in other words everything even money is now can be virtual assuming that the information we have today about our students our program and our competitors meet our needs we need to be flexible and we need to be innovative department leaders should consistently collect and monitor student demographic characteristics to avoid missing key indicators that will seriously impact programs for example The student population has changed from the more traditional 18- to 22-year-old to the older students who are changing professions. Plus, that may mean we need to look at some sort of remediation to make sure that the older adult is up to speed with the technology. Increased competition and increased focus on the cost of higher education and cost reduction at every level means that department leaders must know how to collect and use internal university information Uh, tools and systems. Anyway, this was just kind of a brief um, suggestion box, so to speak, on how we can more effectively look at using technology in higher education. Um, I am a dean at Kaplan University now and and my challenge is to develop a online master's program. And I, I personally have had the benefit of teaching the same course in an online environment as well as in a face-to-face or ground environment. And to be honest, over the years I've often wondered if if we can have the same academic challenges in an online environment. And to be honest, I think that online classes actually are more rigorous than a ground class. There's advantages to both. In, when I get an opportunity to teach in a ground class, I feel I can be more um, personable. I can have some humor I can, I can get a sense of where the learners are at and in, try to engage them in a different manner compared to the written word. In an online environment, there is that sense of that everything is written, thus the potential of it being censored. But the beauty of online is that all students have a voice very different than the face-to-face traditional classroom. In a traditional classroom, many students tend to be in the background and rarely speak up. We as faculty we tend to talk more to those who engage with us but in a online every person has to speak they have to share in the discussion. The other beauty is that there's less potential of isms such such as racism classism and ageism and so on. All I know in an online environment is the student's name. I know nothing else so there there is certain beauties to that but I, st- I am usually able to identify male versus female. But online does require more work. As a faculty member, it's much more work. Um, each student wants to have a response. And the digital grading that I talked about earlier takes a lot of work. But these are issues that we're facing as we move into the to the uh, technology and, and its original intention was for us to, um, to help education. I'm not sure if any of you are aware, but when the internet was developed in 1969, um, it was through the ARPANET, and that was uh, four universities, Stanford, University of Utah, UCLA, and University of Santa Barbara, which is uh, local to me here. They were charged by um, the government to develop a, a, I believe it was a fiber optic system to transmit information. This was the, the goal was that we could disseminate our research in, and data. and so the original intent of the internet was for educational purposes. And I think we are beginning to use it to the best advantage that we can besides shopping and all of the other fun things that we do with it. It amazes me that we can use online um, libraries now. I think I would have died and gone to heaven if I'd had that when I was working on my doctorate. But it, I, we have a long way to go. And I think once we start getting video capability or podcasting where we can have more engaging personal communication, that we'll start to feel that there's a more, that we can help look at the, the transfer of knowledge where something happens in the classroom that just doesn't happen in the online environment. Anyway, just a little something to think about and um, I would love to hear from you. Never hesitate to send me an email at gwen at drgwen.com or go to my website and there's a contact link. And I wish you well, I wish you health and take good care of yourself. And um, this is Dr. Gwen. Bye now.